Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, we're here. It's Thursday, February 22. Sorry to be late. It's 11.17 a.m. on the Pacific Northwest coast of the United States of America. Robin Bullock is in the wings. We're going to bring him right on. We're going to dispense with any uh, commercials about the wells because we've got such a late start. I know some of you are anxious to hear what Robin has to say, including myself. So uh, uh, unless there's anything else, guys, we'll we'll tell you who's coming. Uh, We we have a special guest with Johnny Enlow. Uh, The couple is Brad and Audrey Hancock that will be with us. In the morning so don't miss that so all right for without further delay let's bring robin on here we go robin we made it we made it brother we made, we made it. it like i'm getting closer to being able to do that look at <laughs> that's almost it right there that's like unprecedented unprecedented see it's happening man you did it's, it just then that was yeah, great yeah it's just a little it's getting better yeah, uh well is. welcome uh robin so we all have been having trouble with the phones haven't we i guess we have man yeah. all day and apparently it's, it's affected your your because you probably don't get on a phone setup when you come on but you're no but you're no but it well everything just kind of went Everything's set to disrupt communication in the spirit today. Yeah. And uh, and there's probably a lot more to the phones than people are saying right now anyway. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Well, we'll sure. have to, well, the Lord willing and the creek don't dry, as they say, we'll, 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 we'll carry on here. I want to start, if you're good with that, let's jump right in. And uh, you ran on um, the 11th hour a clip about a, a word you had about Alaska and some other earthquakes. And let me, let's just run that real quick. I okay. have to comment on that. So here we go with that. For there will not be a place for mockers and scorners within this fire. Take hold with the Lord. He's going to shake the ends of the earth. He's going to shake the ends of the earth in Iceland. New Zealand, North Pole, Alaska. It's going to shake it. Look for the shaking. And you'll know that the quaking has started. Look for the shaking. And you'll know the quaking. Tonight, there is breaking news out of Alaska. Reports of an earthquake hitting the center of that state, the 5.3 magnitude quake uh, just south of Fairbanks. They did feel this, but so far, no reports of injuries or damage. Now they say the center of the state, but the center of the state is is at North Pole, Alaska. Fairbanks, where my parents used to live, <laughs> right up there. And they used to drive up to the North Pole to see yeah. one of their little churches. So, well, talk about what God was showing you. and what, So he's giving you a, a thing in the natural to speak of what, what's he speaking about. He's really wanting to tell us something. Well, I, I think I think what happened, brother, is what we what was said in that prophecy. He said, take hold, the Lord's going to take hold of the ends of the earth and he's going to shake the earth. And when he shakes it, you'll know the quaking has begun. There's revival stirring. There's revival, huge stirring. Right. And, and, you know, I think it's tied to Bob Jones prophecy about really? a billion souls. I really oh, do. And I think, you know, and he gave that prophecy about when the chiefs win the Super Bowl, 
And then Krista brought out, well, that's three times now. When are we going to get this thing? We, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for we her. Krista can, can always nail it so simply. Yeah, she just comes right out and says it. <laughs> so I think, I think that's what we're dealing with. You know, Steve, I'm going to be straight up with you about some, about, I always am, but yeah. I mean, I mean, I think this is directly tied to where, where we are right now politically. See, prophecy, uh, I was writing this down as the Lord gave it to me this morning. Prophecy is intense, he said, and it's not interpreted. Uh, it's not to be interpreted by anything other than the written word of God. It has to be the final authority on interpretation of prophecy. Um, it don't make any difference what jackals in office. And jackal is meant, what, what is meant by the word jackal is an illegitimate uh, politician, an illegitimate king, an illegitimate presence. It's not supposed to be there. And it's like Herod, you know, Jesus called him that old fox. Yeah. He's talking about a jackal and Herod was, was illegitimate. He was an illegitimate king. And so Jesus referred to him as that. And so it don't make any difference what jackals in office, what leaders in office, what's, what's going on. They are caught up in a prophetic cycle and they get caught up in it and they'll either decide to, to do what's right in it, or they'll decide to rebel against it and try to stop it. But that's what's happening. The world is in a prophetic cycle. Um, you know, I gave a word there was coming a collision in yeah. the earth. And then not long ago, we never posted this, but I do have the clip on it somewhere. And then all at once when Tucker Carlson was asked what's going on, or he was talking to somebody, they said a collision has now coming. It's coming. Really? Really? And, um, and so this is where we are. We're right in the brunt of collision right now. We're right in the middle of this thing. And, um, it's, and so, you know, well, you know, I was going to ask because we, you and I have been going at this a couple of years, two and a half years, mm -hmm. whatever it's been, and we all admittedly thought this God would act faster and and resolve things. At least I would. I don't know if you would say the same thing. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But what is different on the timetable or the attitude or the mood of God has he changed his mood? Has he just entered a certain no, time period? No, what, no. He, he changes on? not. Okay. God changes not. It's what happens is, is, you know, we live in a world where men, where men want it their way. And they, yeah. It's a Burger King world, you know, yeah. I'll have it your way. Yeah. And uh, so everybody thinks uh, by, uh, you know, by and large, especially in this country, uh, people are brats, you know, they, they're used to having it like this yeah and if they don't like it they just change it it's see it's just like um it's got to change for their desire it's just like um uh you know you look at genesis chapter three okay uh if they could put that if you had a way to put that on the screen i could show you something yeah if you put that give her a second for that genesis three something yeah genesis chapter three i'm gonna, I'm gonna get okay. my bible out of my out of my new, uh, the Lord said, start carrying your, 
your patriotic Bible because we're in a war for the survival of a nation. Wow, good. I love how and you so, obey even in all that. I really do. Yeah. So it can be seen, you know, still yeah. the same old word. You can, it's just, all right. In Genesis three, uh, it's one of them, Steve, here, me and you go now. Here we go. You here ready? Go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me find my Genesis 3. It, it's in here somewhere. Okay, here it is. I mean literally. Okay, so in Genesis 3, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning or subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Next verse, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Of course, that was a lie now about touching it. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Now watch this verse. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, there's a lot of things could be taught right there, but notice he said, your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods. What's happened is, is this, in the days of the seed of the serpent, what you're looking at is uh, the, your eyes shall be open. You could just say you'll become woke. Okay. You'll become woke. And as soon as you become woke, you'll be as gods. Now, we can teach a lot of things out of that, but God's is this. You'll be as God's. In other words, if you were born a man, you can change your gender and be something else. You're God's. You're not, you're not subject to what God created you to be. You can be God's. All you have to do is become woke. And then every decision is made over you being a God now. Wow. And that's where we are prophetically. We've come right back to the collision point of where good and evil met and fought, and a decision has to be made. Does that make sense? You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and when you say a decision has to be made, are you talking about a corporate decision? Are you talking about individually? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, people, and it's always God's people that have to make the decision. Okay. You're either going to pet this woke uh, agenda which now you can see what he's talking about. You'll be as gods. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm. As soon as the woke happen, your eyes are open. You'll be as gods, knowing good and evil. You decide. You're gods. You decide. If, you, if you're a woman, you want to be a man, that's your choice. It has nothing to do with what God made you. You want to do a, be a transgender where you can be both at the same time. You're gods. has nothing to do with it. Wow. And the woman was deceived in aid of that fruit. Well, the thing is, is that the last Adam, I mean, the first Adam was standing right there because it said she turned to her husband there with her and he did eat. He heard the whole conversation. Oh, he he, I, you know, I always think of her, her as bringing the, bringing mm. the apple, which it wasn't an apple. It was fruit. I always think yeah. of her going and showing it him on the other mm. side of the garden somewhere. He was standing right there? No, he was right there. Uh, just mm. continue to read right there. Watch. Okay. Pick it up right where we left off. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open. You'll be woke, and you'll be mm. as gods. You can decide everything. And you'll notice it was after this, after they, they made the wrong decision, 
that uh, genetically uh, genetic altering and giants and all that came into being. It was when they became as gods. You see what's happening? I mean, that's the real meaning of it. By the way, on that, um, on that mm-hmm. was, of course, every time the, the enemy speaks, Satan speaks, he's lying. But often yeah. he's also telling truth, partial truth. I mean, was there some partial truth about they'll become as gods knowing good from evil? Uh, well, I've, see, see, the partial truth was this. And the, and the real truth, both is always there, or you wouldn't be deceived. There has yeah. to be something true. And so, but, but notice he left out the word Lord yeah. in all capitals. He never mentioned that name. Hmm. And that's the, that's, uh, it says the Lord God said you couldn't eat of this tree. The Lord God said you couldn't do this, but he didn't say that word. He just said God. Hmm. Because when you add the word Yahweh to it, or Yahweh or Jehovah, what you've done is included God's system of government, seed, plant, and harvest. He was telling her there is no, there's no bad harvest you're going to reap. Hmm. You're just going to be like God. You can do whatever you want to do, and hmm. you're going. There is no system. There's no harvest for what you're about to do. No retribution at all. You hmm. won't die. You won't get a a harvest of death. Yeah. So he left that name out. That's glaring when you know what you're looking yeah. for. He left it out, Steve. He never mentioned and that word. And just because uh, we've talked about this a number of times, mm-hmm. the, you call it capital L-O-R-D. And it's in the author, yeah. but in the in the translation, in the original, mm-hmm. is, it, is it the word Yahweh? Is that the it word? Is. Yes. Okay. All yes. Right. And we say in English, Jehovah, okay. and, uh, which is really an English translation of a Hebrew word, Yahweh. Okay. Uh, Y-V-H-V or Yahweh, but it's the same name. Okay. And and that's the name that deals with God's government. Yeah. God in his government. It's God, but it's him in his government. And so notice the serpent left that out. He just left that. That's not even mentioned. And yet everything he's talking about had the word Lord connected to it in Genesis 2. Yeah. He just, he was telling a partial truth. But now we were just to answer the question you asked, keep reading on that scripture and yeah. watch what happens. <laughs> You'll become woke and you shall be as gods knowing good and evil. Next verse. And when the woman saw when she became woke, that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise. Now she's being led by her flesh. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. With her. Oh, wow. It's right there. He's standing right there. And he did eat. That's why the scripture says in the New Testament, the woman was deceived. The man was not deceived. I always do. I always wondered. Of course, I thought of it as that she went and brought it to him. But I always. We all did. (laughs) Yeah, we all did. I wonder why he didn't say, what are you doing? Or what did you do? It doesn't record anything like that. Mm-mm. He never tried to stop her. Hmm. Well, see, the serpent now, what the enemy's doing, and the seed of the serpent, you know, we've talked about that on your program before. Yeah. But this is where we are. We're at this collision point, this decision point. Yeah. And we're, it's like we're standing at that tree again. Yeah. Are we, for genetically altering, are we going to do this? And that's what's happening. 
people are choosing. See, you're, it's that same thing. You'll be as gods. Become woke. You can change your gender. You can, you can be, be a transgender. You can be binary. You can be, you know, you marry a moose. I mean, you can do whatever you want because you're gods if you become woke. And so the body of Christ, we've got to now, we're at this point. We're, we're at a collision point. What we say goes in the earth. Yeah. And we have to now declare what's what, what's right, and what's wrong. And if we're not going to do it, the next step is, uh, man, this is heavy stuff. Well, man. it is heavy, but I mean, I, I'm sitting here focusing on what you just said. You said what we say goes, and I, I, I started to ask, uh, what you mean? What we say should go, but you said what we say goes. Okay, let's let's put it in this perspective. The body of Christ. Jesus said this. He said, "You are the salt of the earth." You preserve the earth. But if you lose your saltness, how can it be preserved? Mm. And and watch this. Then the salt is good for nothing Mm. but to be thrown out on the dung heap. Think about that. He said the church is the salt of the earth. But if you lose your savor, you're good for nothing. I mean, what, what are you good for? And so you end up on a dung heap somewhere. In other words, you're just Worthless. part of the pile. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, that's a that, when you really analyze what he was saying. Mm. He's really saying that he is. He sure if, is. If they are salt, and then they lose the saltiness, you're yeah. going to be on the pile of crap. That's what he said. Yeah. That's what he said, Steve. That's yeah. exactly. And, yeah. and watch this. And what if people? If people want to know what, where the authority of the body of Christ lies, it's this. They, when Pilate, let's, let's look at it this way. If you examine the conversation of Pilate and Jesus, now there's something that's glaring to you that Jesus was sent to Herod and he wouldn't even speak to him. He wouldn't even utter a word to Herod. But he had a conversation with Pilate. Now, that's something different all day. I mean, think about the stark contrast of that. He I mean, wanted, are, you, what, yeah. are you going to tell us why he would with Pilate and not with Herod? Yeah, yeah. Well, now, to start with, Herod is illegitimate. He's completely illegitimate. And, and so Herod's not the king of the Jews. Remember that. He's not the king of the Jews. And there's a lot of reasons, but if Jesus had responded to Herod, he would have been submitting to Herod's authority. And Jesus is the king of the Jews, not Herod. And so he couldn't answer him. He couldn't talk to him. So Herod sends him back to Pilate. But now watch, let's just kind of go through this. Watch what Pilate says. Pilate says, uh, uh, talks to the crowd. Now I'm just skipping around here. He just says, what do you want? what do you want me to do? They said, crucify him. The Pilate said, why? Now he's really asking this question. Why? What evil has he done? Well, we want you to crucify him. He thought, well, maybe he could scourge him and that would appease them. 
Pilate's wife has this dream about him during the day or, or how, whenever it was. She said, I'm troubled about this. Don't have anything to do with this just man. Then Pilate asked him, said, why do you want to crucify him? Said, because he being a man said he was the son of God. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Bible said Pilate became more afraid. Really? He was already afraid. What was he afraid of? Well, the apostle John said that if all the works Jesus had done was written down, he said, I suppose the world itself wouldn't hold the books. So this, everything Jesus did wasn't hidden in a corner. Pilate knew it all. Hmm. You know, he probably had Roman uh, people following him around to be sure he's not going to cause an insurrection. And he watches Jesus. He has eyewitnesses of him walking on water, uh, raising the dead, healing the sick, feeding the multitudes. I mean, it's just on and on and on. Why did Herod want to talk to him? said he longed to see a miracle done by him. He had all heard about all these miracles. Pilate in a world of gods is in search for the truth. Remember, he asked Jesus, what is truth? He's hungry for the truth. He wants to know what the truth is. Hmm. So Jesus has a conversation with him. And he says, he says, uh, or, and one, at one point, Jesus wouldn't answer him. And he said, are you not going to answer me? He said, don't you know I have the power to crucify you or the power to turn you loose? Jesus said something that the church, I don't know, has ever really caught. Hmm. He said, you would have no power over me at all if it wasn't given to you from above. And then he qualifies the statement in the next verse. He says, therefore, he who handed me over to you has the greater sin. He wasn't talking about God so much of above because God has no sin. He said, those that handed me to you have the greater sin. It's God's people that have control of everything, not you. You're only doing what they tell you to do. And even though, Steve, they were slaves, they controlled the movements of Pilate. Did you notice that? It made no difference. They said, crucify him. He crucified him. They said, seal the stone. He sealed the stone. Whatever they said to him to do, he did. Except this. Pilate brought him back in when he became real afraid. Oh, my God, this is the son of God. Pilate knew. He called him in the back and said, who are you? He said, he told him who he was and he told him about the sin and so forth. He said, so he does this. He said, man, I'm going to wash my hands of this guy. I'm not touching him. I'm not, I'm not going to be guilty of killing the son of God. I'm not doing this. And he told them, you do it. I'm not doing it. Now watch what happened. God's people said to the government, if you don't kill him, you're not Caesar's friend. It was God's people told him that. Now watch what happens next. 
Pilate comes to a revelation of something. He looks at Jesus and brings him back out and says, I know I got it. I will, I've got to turn one loose to him. I'll give them a choice between Barabbas and Jesus. We'll see which one they pick. Surely they'll take Jesus, not Barabbas. They all know he's a murderer. He's an insurrectionist. They all know he's the one that causes them to be in danger of losing their nation. I'll offer them the choice. But watch what Pilate said. And this is so amazing. He says, after his conversation with Jesus, after his quest for the truth, he finds it. And he says, do you want Jesus or do you want Barabbas? They said, give us Barabbas. Pilate stunned. He said, well, what do I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They said, crucify him. Pilate said, crucify him. He said, what? He, He's the king of the Jews. Do you, would you have me crucify your king? Pilate knew who he was. That's why he wrote it on the piece of board. Yeah. This is Uh. Jesus, the king of the Jews. He knew who he was. And he wasn't trying to, to incite them by saying, you want us to crucify your king? He said, would you have me crucify your king? Pilate knew who he was. That's fascinating. I never saw that. Obviously, most yeah. of us haven't. You know, we we see the washing of his hands. I do. I am taken by his wife that was that was yeah. given a dream. Like, yeah. like you said, maybe it's that afternoon, maybe the night before, and and he even knew by his wife that uh, what his wife's word is that he was a just man. man. That's what his wife said, and, and what did. Yeah, and what did Pilate say, Steve? He said, I find, that that denotes a search. I find, yeah. I, I find no fault. Wait a minute. In other words, Pilate just said he's perfect. He's perfect in every way. Whoa. There's no That's fault good. in this man. And so he wrote it. And remember when, when, uh, the head of the Sanhedrin came to him and said, don't write, this is the king of the Jews, but write that he said he was the king of the Jews. Pilate would not change that. He would not change it. He did everything they wanted him to do, except that. He wouldn't change that. Is it your sense, Robin, that maybe this may not be even your main point, but is it your sense that he got out of that Guilt free from from heaven, or was he still complicit? Well, well, yeah, I, I understand what I just, you're asking. Yeah, but Jesus answered the question. He didn't say he didn't have a sin. He said, "He that handed me over to you has the greater sin." Yeah. So w- my point being in all this was, it was God's people, even as slaves, they were dictating to government how government was run. They did. I mean, it's obvious who's in control. It's the Sanhedrin, not Rome. It's the Sanhedrin that's in control. They're telling them everything they want them to do. And they did not want to be uh, anything else but what they were. 
That's and they, you know, then they proclaimed when uh, when Pilate protested, he said, "Then let they said, let his blood be on us, and hey, on our children too, and I, on our children." That's, that's a very confusing thing because it's as if they're prophesying, knowing that they're going to have to bear the blood. They were prophesying. Yeah, and their Look children. And and uh, in World War Two, all these all these things that happened. And the nation of Israel went away for 2,000 years and came back in 1948, which was a prophecy. Yeah. So the, the whole point being is this. We're at a collision point. If the body of Christ don't speak up now, and you're going to have to talk, we are the ones the government listens to. The government only does what they think the church is allowing them to do. You're serious about that, right? I'm You're very like serious about it. Because I mean, most, there's a lot of people that would say, "Robin, it's nothing like that." Uh, we're really? all ducking and covering before we really? get arrested, or something. Yeah, what yeah, you really. Say? You know, here is the thing: if every pastor in this nation tomorrow morning came up and said, "You know, the Bible is the authentic Word of God, and this is what we're living by. We're not shutting our churches down, and we're not preaching anything else." but the word of God, I guarantee you, buddy, what are they going to do? The church has such a voting block. It could elect Mickey Mouse if it wanted to. <laughs> Good point. Good I mean, point. I mean, the church was, it was founded on the Bible. The black coat regiment was the ones that fired the first shot. Everything in the revolutionary war, everything was built on biblical ideas, not on, on governmental ideas. Government knows nothing. The Declaration, I mean, without the word, yeah. the, dec the Declaration of Independence is is written out of 150 years of sermons preached prior to its writing. All it did was outline those sermons. The Consti U.S. Constitution is nothing but the law in which govern, I mean, uh, protects that declaration. The whole spirit of America is freedom. The soul of America is the Declaration of Independence. The law of seed and harvest, the government of America is the Constitution to guard that soul. And the body of America is the people. It's spirit, soul, and body. And that's where we are. And the Word of God is what it was founded on. And if the church would speak the Word of God, government won't get in the way of that. I'm just telling you they won't. That's because really good. I mean, they're, that's... they're afraid of it. Yeah, and now the, the you know what one of the other corresponding thoughts are that it's a remnant in the church that will kind of take us through because so many who are not remnant, I'll just use that word loosely, uh, yeah. will will they're talking about duck and cover. They are in fact ducking and covering. They won't talk about vaccinations. They won't talk about. But see, that's uh, why they're hit. Yeah, the safest place for a prophet is in what God told him to say yeah. or told her to say. You have to say what you're told to say. The minute you start backing out of what God told you to say, you've put yourself vulnerable to something. Mm. Because as long as you're saying what he tells you to say, he's obligated to take care of you. And he means, because watch this, the scripture says his truth shall be our shield and buckler. His truth is our shield and buckler. Can I tell you a story about that yeah. that will help people? Yeah. 
Okay. Here is a story of his truth. And I, I know people are probably listening saying, wow, brother Robin, this is crazy. You're talking about authority we've never seen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's good. That's good. We're talking about, okay, here's Jesus' idea of authority. And then I'll tell you the story, maybe. Here's, here's Jesus' idea of authority. Is uh, He said, they said, you know, we're talking about killing him and all this. Jesus, this was his idea of it. No man takes my life. He said, right. I'll lay it down and I'll take it up again. When they came to him in the Garden of Gethsemane to take him, 400 soldiers with them. They said, he said, who seek you? Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am he. Boom. They Whoa. fell back on the ground. <laughs> it wouldn't have made any difference. If it had been a Roman legion. They'd have all uh -huh. went down like dominoes. He, then he, they let them get up. And then he said, who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I've already told you I'm him. So he said, now, if you're coming for me, let them go. And they did. Whatever he said, that's what they did. That's all they ever did. I think the passion wow. of the Christ. That's really good. Good points, Robin. Wow. Yeah, I, I think the passion of the Christ showed it the best, Steve, when he told them all of that. You know, Jim Caviezel playing. I think it was on the his portrayal. And when they said that, when he said that, then he did this. Then he held out his hands for them to take. Them. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I don't remember. It's been a few years, but it was his doing. It wasn't theirs. Yeah. And so he knew what he was there for. But notice he was in authority to the end. I mean, to the end. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, don't you think I could pray to my father right now? And he'd send 12 legions of angels to deliver me. I'm still in, I'm still in charge here. I'm laying down my life. They're not going to take it from me. And the beating and all that he took, he should have been dead long before he got to that cross. Yeah. Most people did, but he didn't. And he gave, notice the scripture said he gave up the ghost. They never yeah. could kill him. No matter what they did to him, he would have been living right now. If and I remember that scene. I think it was at the Jim Caviezel one. Mm -hmm. I've never forgotten that one. When they're yeah. giving him these 39 stripes, I think yeah. that's the number. And they stopped just short of it. Yeah. Uh, and he pulled that's a portrayal. We don't yeah. know if it happened quite that way, but they he they portrayed him as he was not going to get one less less stripe than he Yeah, he got back up. He got he ground. pulled himself up with great agonies so that they could finish. They were yeah. going to show some mercy even before See, he, they the, killed him on the spot. Yeah, the, he was. That's the way he was. He knew what he was set to do. Yeah, and you know, and see, okay, I, I, I'll say it. I'm not even sure I should say this, but in the in the Garden of Gethsemane, yeah, he said, "Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass." Lord, help yeah. me get this said. And this, let this cup pass. He wasn't saying, uh, if it's possible, let me out of it. I want, I, I need out of this. Yeah. He already knew what he was going to do. He yeah. was bigger than that. What he was saying was, he had just said, I've been sweating. My sweat's like blood. Yeah. I, my soul is so sorrowful, I could die. He yeah. said that. I'm so depressed, my life, I could die right now. He's taking our depression. And he said, he said, watch this. 
Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. In other words, if, if it's your will, I die here, so be it. If not, let this cup of death live so I can go all the way to the cross. He yeah. knew exactly what he was doing. Now, the body of Christ, the only reason, okay, I gave a, I gave a, um, a prophetic word to a house full of Republicans one day, and there was major congressmen sitting there. And uh, I just told them this. And one of the things I told them was, I said, the Lord, the Lord, I said, I'm a prophet. You know, I can only tell you what I hear. I said, the Lord said to me, to me, he said, you and I both know the Democrat Party's evil. I said, <laughs> now, when the Lord says you're evil, you're evil. He said, you and I both know that. He didn't ask me, Steve. He said that to me. You and I both know this. Wow. And now remember, I'm talking to Republicans. Yeah. And I looked, and conservatives. And I looked at them and said, So the Lord said, I'm not holding them responsible for what's going on in this nation. I'm holding the Republicans responsible for what's going on in this nation. He said, Because you could stop it tomorrow if you wanted to. And if you don't, and, and he went on to tell them right to their face, you could have heard a pin drop in that room. I mean, I promise you, brother, it was silent. Well, the Lord went on and gave a lot of prophetic words. <clears throat> but God holds the church responsible for what's going on, not the government. The government is only doing what the church will allow them to do. I mean, you know, this is, I, I hear you 100%, but this is going to be hard for a lot of people that have been standing back for a few years waiting for something to happen. Okay. Now you put me right back into my story. You okay, did. I, there you, you are. You're good at that, man. <laughs> the Lord uses you like that. Uh, so, so here is the thing. He said, his truth shall be your shield and buckler <laughs> in Psalm 91, his truth. So what is your shield is truth. What is your buckler is truth. Okay. If you back out of the truth and you won't say, the truth. Okay, you have no shield, you have no buckler. Okay, let me give you a, a practical example of that. There was a story years ago about a missionary who was in, uh, I don't know where part of Africa he was in or where he was, but uh, these, these tribal, uh, I don't know if they were terrorists, I don't know what they were, I think they were something like that. Anyway, they were going through killing, they kill whole villages, just kill them, just kill masses of people. And they were killing the uh, missionaries and so forth. So this one missionary started running through the jungle and he's running through that jungle and, and he could hear them way back, they're chasing him. Well, he looks over and he sees this little cave just big enough to crawl in. So he takes off and crawls in that cave and gets down in that cave and he's looking out that hole. And while he's looking out that hole, this spider drops down from a web and starts spinning this web that normally would have taken him all night. And within the time it took that, uh, those people to catch up to him, he had covered that whole web, that mouth of that cave with that web well, and was sitting in the middle of that web just right in the middle of it. that missionary's looking. He could hear them talking outside the soldiers. And they said, do you think he went in that cave? And one of them said, 
No way. Look at that spider web on it. It would have taken them that spider all night to have done that. Let's go on before we lose him. And they took off. Well, I'm listening to that story and I'm thinking, man, and this is my thought. Now I said, Lord, you made those people think he wasn't in that cave by that spider web. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And the Lord Steve spoke up in me. He said, I'm not a deceiver. I'm not a deceiver. I said, Lord. He said, my truth is your shield and buckler. The truth is that a, that mankind was given dominion over all of the earth, over the cattle, the creeping things, everything. That's the truth. The authority was placed in the hands of a godly man or woman. That's where that, that authority lies. He said, what you witnessed in that cave, what they saw was that spider did everything it could to defend that man, everything wow. within its power to defend it defend that man. And he said, he spun that whole web to protect that man from those people. And that was all he could do. And if those people that came through it, that spider would have bit them. I guarantee you would have bit them. It have bit somebody, but see, that's the truth is the shield and buckler. It's designed to operate on that chain of authority. It's designed to operate through the word of God. And if you back out of speaking the truth, you have no protection at all. You're just wide open. He might, you, they'd have looked right in that cave, crawled right in there after him. But he's in there, a godly missionary, serving the Lord, operating in authority, uh, praying. You know he's praying. And suddenly this spotter just wakes up. Wow. Well, I'll do what I can. Okay, watch this. Moses is on the Mount uh, uh Sinai looking at the burning bush. The Lord said, what's that in your hand? He said, a rod, throw it down. He throws it down. But now watch. He said he couldn't do this till he got on separated ground. He had to be on holy ground. He had to take the shoes off the way he's always done things and do something a new way. It's not going to, those old shoes ain't going to do this for you, man. You got to kick them off and come up here to this place. So he gets up there and he says, now he's a barefoot prophet. He's got to trust God for every word. And he says, take that rod, throw it down. The rod becomes a snake, a nakash, a nakash in Hebrew, if I say it right. It became a serpent, uh, uh, not a serpent, a snake. All right, that's the word serpent used there. But then he goes before Pharaoh. And it becomes a tanim, not a nakash. Oh, really? really? Yeah, it's it's clear in Hebrew, it's a tanim. Now, a tanim either means a jackal or a land monster. Really? Oh, it wasn't a snake? No, it don't say snake. It don't even use the Hebrew word for snake. It uses in front of Pharaoh a tanim. And some speculate that it could have been a crocodile, which could make sense because he ate the other ones. But here was the thing, whatever it turned into, when Janice and Jambres threw their rods down and theirs became serpents, 
the one standing beside Moses was operating in the truth. In other words, it was like this. In its mind, stand back, Moses. If they get near you, I'll eat them both. And that's exactly what was on that thing's mind. It was protecting Moses. Here's another one. Jesus goes and gets a donkey that has never been ridden. He said that. He said, go get this donkey that has never a man set on it. He gets this donkey, Steve. I don't know if you've ever had experience with horses and stuff, but I have many times. Have you ever been on a horse that ain't never been rode? No, and I'm never going to be. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, man, they're fierce. Oh, they put me on one when I was 10 years old because we, we had horses, you know, most of my when I was a boy growing up. So these people had this one called Blow Pop, and he was two years old, and that's when you ride them because their hips grow one year and their shoulders grow another year. And okay. About two years old, they catch up even. That's why you go by a pasture and see a horse standing jacked up like that, you know, <laughs> and they're young. I didn't know that. Yeah. Know. So, so anyway, he was evened out and he's ready to be ridden. Well, they can't put a lot of weight on him. So they said, let Robin ride him. I said, yeah, put me on him. They threw me up on that horse, no saddle, no bridle. And they turned him loose. And when they turned that horse, his name was Blow Pop, and he liked a blue mind, buddy. I mean, he jumped, he bucked, he reared up, hit me with his head right between the eyes. Oh. He heads for the road, and when it gets to the road, he cuts one way, and I go flying off the other way <laughs> in the road. And But Jesus gets on one that ain't never been rode. Never. But, Steve, he's not just on one that ain't never been rode. They're standing in front of that donkey waving palm branches. They're throwing their clothes in the road. This donkey's seeing all of it. And he never bucks, not one time. He never runs. What he was doing, he's operating in truth. In other words, that donkey's mind is this. You're the son of God. Just sit right here. I won't let anything hurt you walking down this path. And that's what he did. He stayed steady all the way through, even though he'd never been ridden. Jesus says, go cast a hook. There's a fish will be there and bring a, he'll have a coin in his mouth. That's truth. The creation, everything that walks, crawls, swims, or flies. The body of Christ hunts protection in their own fear. They hunt protection in the government. Oh, we better not speak the truth. If we speak against homosexuality and we say that it's wrong, or if we speak and the LGBTQ hears it, they may come after us. No, here's the truth. They're going to come anyway. If you don't speak, you've had it. You've had it. You're only protected in plain sight. You have to say what God has given you to say. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, you know, this reminded me right at this minute what you just said. We, when you and I were just starting to get to know each other, you'd been on a few programs, and I mentioned how someone had visited this property and and did something, mm. and you said, uh, I can't remember if these are all the same conversation, but you said they're st- sending you a message, Steve. I don't know. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And either the same conversation or one close, uh, um, I don't remember for sure. You said this is the time 
when heroes are made. And mm. you said in the Revolutionary War, and I'm going to paraphrase it. I don't remember exactly how you said it. It was like, win, you win, or you'll be hanged. It was that, you know. Oh, yeah. So you're talking about this story. And how does that expression or what I just said dovetail well, with that? Isn't today George Washington's birthday? Is that today? It's something like that. Yeah, I don't know. We're, I know we just had the President's Day, but I don't Yeah, somebody know. tell me if that's not his real birthday today. I think so. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, fine. They'll, they'll um, let us know. I think it is. But anyway, somebody check that out because he's my one of my heroes, you know. And, you know. Uh, yes, it is. A, Emily says it is. Sure. Yeah. Well, see, here is the thing. Okay. Well, it's his, it's his birthday. Yeah. All right. Good. I love it. So, so anyway, here is the thing, Steve. George Washington is a hero to all of us because he won. Yeah. If he hadn't have won, he'd have been hanged as a traitor. Think about that. When he committed, he committed. And so the body of Christ has got to be committed to speak the truth. We don't need another war to take to write a declaration of independence or a constitution. We already have it. We need to we need to speak the word of God that it was written on. And all at once, see, <clears throat> I was on a, I was on the church program, the Church International, and I Robin will do. Robin will sing songs. You know, she, she orchestrates what we're going to sing on Sunday morning. I just, I'm just obedient and play. But when, she, when they're done, they'll just nod at me. And I, if I have something to play, I just start playing and play prophetically. And it'll just start. Well, all of a sudden this song came out. I ain't afraid of no witch. And I mean, it yeah. just, yeah, it just came out. Because <laughs> we're, we get attacked by witches and, Satanist and I mean they're the constantly well after that day after that day we get all kinds of threats you know I mean it comes in we're going to burn your house down burn your this that we're going to uh, <clears throat> do hideous things to your family and it's all has to do because we speak the truth but they have to come through the truth to get to you and witches hate prophets they do, don't they? Oh, they hate them because they, they're the counterfeits of what prophets are. And so remember the witch of Endor tried to make uh, Saul think that she, her and Samuel was partners in this thing. Hmm. <laughs> remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Saul never saw Samuel. She said, I see him. Saul just perceived that's who he was. <clears throat> and But a prophet don't work with a witch. He just don't. A prophet don't work with a witch. But government, when government starts consulting the occult, they're in a position to be totally deceived. And, you know, Jesse Waters had that witch on his program not long ago on Fox News. A witch. No, I didn't see it. What, what, oh, what, it why, did he have, why did he bring a witch on? What was I don't know. Do? Nobody else knows either. And she was sitting there with her tarot cards or something and throwing them out there and said, uh-oh, Trump lost. Oh, really? Yeah, now that was a witch's prophecy. Well, I, somebody sent it to me and I said, huh, uh-oh, Trump won. 
I, because I, I cast her <laughs> words down and I begin to proclaim prophetic words. That's good. I'm not playing games with this thing. This is a spiritual war. Yeah. The, the sooner the body of Christ realizes that you could do more, you could win more in your prayer closet speaking out. If you dare speak the truth, than you ever could doing anything else. If you have a voice, use it for righteousness. If you're not going to use it for righteousness, then why do you have a voice? Why don't you just why don't you just give it to somebody? Well, I mean, else? that makes sense. And I've said on the air maybe once or twice that my son-in-laws are I'm happy that they are uh, you know, what's the Second Amendment, First mm-hmm. Amendment, First and Second Amendment, but they are, they have guns and they're they practice them and they've got plenty of ammunition and all that. And one day one of them, I don't even remember which one, it was early on, about probably about the time you and I were getting to know each other, we were talking saying all these things on the air on behalf of Trump, and one of them said, man, that's um, kind of dangerous, Steve. Aren't you, you know, I don't remember the exact words, but it was like, he was pointing out the danger. And, and I said, and I, it was, I was struck with, well, you have guns, and you, you, you've got guns that you can use, but I feel safer doing what I'm doing. In the word. In, yeah, in the word, and in, the, in righteousness, and standing <clears throat> for truth, than if I had you know, I've got a couple of guns. I don't hardly know how to use them. <laughs> I just, <laughs> but they're there, you know, so. Anyway. Hey, what, brother, but you powerful in the spirit. I mean, and your voice is powerful. Well, you know what they, I, you know, I don't tend to feel that much power, but I believe you a hundred percent. But you absolutely, know, I, I went through something a few months back, number of months back. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. arriving in my text is a photograph texted to my phone. And it was a photo photograph of a witch's table with all of the emblems on it to, to cast spells. And it said something like, you know, we don't have to be there in person or something like, I don't remember exactly. And I yeah. just, uh, and I just, uh, huh, I cut that up, broke the power, deleted the picture, blocked the number and went on. Uh, it doesn't mean that I didn't take it seriously because they, you know, but I, I think there's a sense where you realize, Greater is he that is in us, right? That's right, brother. Absolutely. Oh, Elijah was fearless standing on yeah. Mount Carmel. He was fearless. Think about it. 450 prophets of Baal, or 400 prophets of Baal, 450 prophets of the grove. There was 850 false prophets there that sat at Jezebel's table. And Elijah stood there by himself with just whoever was, if he had a, an assistant with him, uh, they say it was Elisha that poured the water, helped him pour the water. But the thing was, is that he was fearless. He was fearless, Steve. I mean, think about it. Either this works. Or yeah. he's dead. <laughs> it's over. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's in that's in the same vein of what you said to me. You know, it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Talk- when, when this, you know, Robin gave us uh, a word uh, when all this first started, she said, Though your legs be shaky, stand. Good. When it's when it's over, you'll be glad you did. You know, and I, I'll bring this to this point anyway. We can, I guess I can stop on this. I'll see the clock, but here, here the, is the Yeah, the clock's a little we're doing good. We're at fifty-six minutes because the clock's at a different we oh, started okay. way late, so we're we're only at fifty-six minutes so far. We're okay. Good. You know, um, we started out talking about how um, 
prophecy that I don't care what jackals wear. I don't care who they are. I don't care what political thing is happening. Once prophecy is spoken and once prophecy is out there, they can't overcome it. Hmm. And you can't find yourself fighting against it. Um, see, uh, there was a time when Saul's kingdom, his whole kingdom became, uh, its whole purpose was to stop one prophecy from happening. David coming to the throne. That's what it was all about. <clears throat> now we'll pick this back up where we started. If you want. Yeah. Um, see there is no matter what happens. And I wrote this down before I came on. You know, once they get caught up in it, it's just like, uh, it's like when Elijah, he prophesied that the dogs would eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Now he prophesied that. Yeah. So here comes Elijah. He comes in, uh, and gives this prophecy. And then we know the rest of the story. He gets caught away. Okay. Elisha sends a prophet to anoint Jehu and so forth. So Jehu picks up that prophecy and believes he's to fulfill it. So he begins to take on Jezebel's regime and he's driving furiously across the land. He gets up there and Jezebel quotes something to him about a man named Zimri. You know, you can find that in the scripture was Zimri. I believe we could check this out, but it was a man who did something. And, and I think they say, and this may or may not be all the story may not um, be exactly how it went, but how he was compelled, he came to power, and then he burned the whole place down on him and the people with him. Oh. And what she was saying was, is you have no, this is going to happen to you. You have no other way either. You're just like that. So she painted her face. She walked out like she was still in control. She was going to rule and reign. But Jehu had a prophecy. And he looked up and said, and everything he did, he said, according to the word of Elijah, according to the word of Elijah, he looked up at Jezebel and said, who's on my side? And two or three eunuchs stepped forward and looked at him. He said, who's on my side? Throw her down. Well, they threw her down. She wasn't expecting this. Her own people threw her down. And when she hit that ground and that wall, her blood splattered against the wall. Jehu ran over her. He just ran over. And then after that, the dogs showed her no mercy. They came sniffing up around her and growling and ate her. And they left her skull or her hands and her feet. Yeah. Well, they come up and eat. Well, the, she was caught in a prophecy and it was done. I don't care who you are. Now watch this. Watch how prophecy is so strong, Steve. When Jacob is coming out of Egypt, I mean, coming out of Egypt. When Jacob is, is coming back from Laban, okay. you know, and, and he's free and he's traveling with his wives and all, all that. Well, Rachel goes into hard labor. Remember the story? She's, yeah. She goes into hard labor. And in her hard labor, she, is, she knows, she realizes she's going to die. And the midwives looked at her and said, don't be afraid. You're going to have this son. 
But as her soul was departing, she's Mm. prophesying out of her soul now, out of a soul filled with anguish and pain. Mm. So she's going to prophesy out of pain. And And Jacob's in pain too. He's watching her die. And he gave 14 years of his life just to get her. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. He loved her so. And she's not going to get to live out one day of this fruitfulness with him. She's going to die. And she looks at her son and she says, I'm going to call his name Benoni. Now, you got to watch this. People's got to see this. Benoni, son of pain, child of my pain, of pain. And Jacob looked at her and he's hurting too. You know his soul is in anguish too. But Jacob rose above his soul and he, the spirit of God came on the old prophet. And he said, no, his name will be called Benjamin, son of my right hand. It's also translated, watch now, this is something. It's, it's one of the direct translations is son of the South, son of the South. And what he's talking about is, is when you're to your right hand, when you're facing Jerusalem, you're face are facing East. It's the son of the South of his right hand or the son. It's one translation. I think it says it's son of power. Okay. Well, and, and two of the are strength and power and two of the, the letters in Benjamin's name means son of happiness or the happy son, we would say. And so all of this was said by Jacob. Hmm. If not, Benjamin's, a whole tribe of Israel would be destiny, would be nothing but pain from now on. If pain. they didn't, if they hadn't changed the name. If they hadn't changed the name. What would that boy have been? All of his life, he'd have been reminded he killed his mother and his oh, mother. Oh, man. Gee. It would have been. But Jacob prophesied he would be the son of his right hand. You know, that could be translated. He would he, lean on. Did he, by the way, prophesy this as, as Rachel was still dying or had she already? Well, it, it just says that she called his name Benoni, son of pain, child of pain. And Jacob called, but it said, but Jacob called his name Benjamin. Okay. okay. And so he changed destiny right there. Okay, now watch. The reason he called him the son of the South, Benjamin was the only child of the 12 that was born in the promised land. The rest of them wasn't. Hmm. He was born in the promised land. Oh, wow. And so he was born the child of the South. Okay. And I believe it was, somebody can check check me out on all this, but in when Joshua is giving out, dealing out the portions of the promised land to everybody, the part that went to Benjamin had Jerusalem in it. Oh, really? It had Jerusalem in it. I didn't know that. Wow. Now what? Uh, so guess who became the first king over Israel? It was Saul, who was a Benjamite. He's wow. from the tribe of Benjamin. Wow. But now Saul is replaced by a, da- a descendant David. of Judah. Why? Well, think about this now, all from Jacob's prophecy. Because when Benjamin, when Joseph, who represented the law at the moment in Egypt, 
looked at Benjamin. He, and remember, he put the cup in Benjamin's sack and all that had happened. Remember all that? And so, well, you don't remember, but you've read it. And he yeah. stuck that cup in his sack and, and then he, he made it so he could keep Benjamin. And he said, the rest of you can go. Only he who has the cup will be my slave because he wanted his little brother with him. They're the only two full children of, of Rachel. Judah pipes up and says, no, you'll kill our old father. You will destroy Israel. You'll, just, you'll kill him. Take me instead. I'll be the substitute for Benjamin. I'll be the substitute for Benjamin. And now the prophecy took another turn. Suddenly, a Benjamite is king over Israel is now replaced with a descendant of Judah who became the, the replacement. For wow. Benjamin. Wow. And so everything was caught up in this prophetic thing and nobody could get out of it. Yeah. No I'm matter what. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, I've got chills going through me. And I've never seen that. No one's ever seen that. You've seen that. Well, I'm I mean, sure they've seen it. A lot of people yeah. probably have, but we don't talk about it. Yeah. Wow. But, but, but now what is, what is that telling us? Okay. Here is prophecy. Prophecy teachers. There's, there's brilliant prophecy yeah. teachers. There's prophecy teachers I'm thinking of now, my friend, that just, mm. I, I, I love to hear them teach on prophecy, mm. but where it's, but where it, where we could really benefit is if the prophecy teacher would talk to a prophet who understands the intent of God's heart yeah, so good. and hears the intent of the way God acts and flows. Then the prophecy out of the written word suddenly will take on a whole new meaning it's just like this with Benjamin. Think about it. By him changing his name, it took this turn, that turn, went here, went there. He gets the land where the king will live. The first king is a Benjamite. On, but then he's replaced by Judah, who replaced him in front of, of Joseph. And on and on it goes, and the prophecy doesn't fail. That's incredible. See, That's right incredible. now, we live in a political climate when they think they're going to change all of this. But the prophecy won't fail. It won't fail. And, and they say, well, you know, Trump, he should have, if y'all said he was going to be the president, and I said, no, I didn't. I said he was the president. And he still is. That's good. Just watch. Just watch and see what kind of crowds he draws. President Trump has a town hall and everybody and his dog turns out to hear him. I mean, that's everybody. The, I mean, the, they're, they're there by that morning in lounge chairs waiting, waiting to get in to hear him that night at 7 o'clock or whatever. It just packs it out. Let the jackal that's in office now hold a press conference. Ain't nobody shows up. I mean, holds a meeting. Ain't nobody care. It's nothing against the person. There's no anointing there. But the thing is, is that there was a, you got caught in the prophecies of Saul and David. Yeah. And they ran round and round the mountain, chasing David, trying to kill him for all those years. Well, look at it. You got Saul chasing 
Trump indict him, indict him, indict him, indict him, indict him, indict him. And, but the time comes the chase ends. And when it ends, Judah must replace the other. It's just the way it is because, and Trump was the one that held this up and said, we're going to go by this. Yeah, he is. And for all the people that said that that looks stupid or he's just using that as a prop or he doesn't really know God, I'll tell you what, the fruit of his life of doing that, we are watching. Who's got the blessing of heaven on him? That's you know, see, that's what I was going to say. That's yeah. who heaven recognizes as yeah. the king right now, yeah, or the leader. Heaven only recognizes him, yeah, that's correct. And they're caught up in a prophecy they can't get out of, so they consult witches, Steve. Yeah. The witch showing up on Fox, the, the Fox, yeah. the Jackal oh. Network. Oh, wow, the Jackal Network. Oh, okay, I've never heard you call it that, but I mean, it, it kind of is. Kind well, of remember, is, it was them that that announced that Trump had lost before anything yeah. ever even came in. Yeah. So I, it's the the thing is, people. Well, you're just you know you just like Trump. Well, I do. I I love him. But people say, well, you know, you're just doing this. You're just political. <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a prophet. But every prophet's involved in the political. But I look at the political from here. Steve, if I thought my cousin was the Antichrist, I'd tell you. I believe. <laughs> I'd just say, I well, do. you know, I think, uh, or, or if I thought yours was, I'd say, Steve, I believe your cousin's the Antichrist. And here's the <laughs> scripture on it. I mean, I would just. I believe you. It don't matter to me as long as I'm here. And this is where we need to be because God always offers a way out. He brings an end when he begins a thing. Well, you you have. um I'm glad I was going to try and lead you around to where you are already, but you went there all on your own. And so I just, I'm happy to have you go there, but you, we, I'm fortunate that you went to the place of encouraging the people. I mean, we're giving you a, um, uh, you've given the people instructions for, for how to be, how to, you know, but now you're beginning to prophesy on behalf of Trump. I mean, I'm just going to use well, English words that for the things that people need to know. Are we going to be okay, Robin? Is it going to be okay? I don't know. What? What? How would you respond? You know, you know. Here is the thing: the only person that could keep him out of office now is him. Hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's all. And then if, if he decided tomorrow, I'm not going to do this. Then it's then the prophecy of Esther, who was a Benjamite. Hmm. Oh, really? Esther was from the tribe of Benjamin. Now just think about this a minute. Mordecai looked at her and said, if you don't do this, listen to what he said. Deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place but you and your household won't be spared. In other words, if you don't do this, there will be a replacement because God is not mocked. Okay, here's here's something that, that gets, if you just knew, uh, maybe I can tell you all sometime, but here is the deal. 
Noah Harari, who they call the prophet. Yeah. You know, these, these, a lot of ungodly people call him the prophet of the WEF and the new world order or the globalist reset or, mm -hmm. you know, the crap hits the fan. I don't know what you call him, but I, I deal in the spirit. I don't deal in a lot of this physical realm yeah. on this, but I know what created the physical realm. Now that needs to be known. So that's what has to be finally changed. If anybody's ever going to control freedom, that has to be changed. And they're going to try it. They're already doing it. But here's what Harari said. It, and it was, it was eye opening. He said, if Trump wins and your team could find that clip real easy, if Trump wins, he said, it will be the death blow to the globalist reset or whatever he called it that we've worked so hard to make. I mean, that's a wonderful quote. He said if, that. If you guys happen to find that, let me know. I'll watch the chat for that. Yeah, but, and I yeah. mean, it's it's just a little old. He's prophesying his own doom, isn't he? He said it would be the death blow to it. The death blow. If Trump wins. So they think everybody's on board with this thing. They do. They think they're all on board. And 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 here, here is the thing. So he says this. Okay, so we we are we are here at this point that if it doesn't if it doesn't matter and if Trump is not in the way of things, then why would he say that? Yeah, why would he even talk that way? Now, AI is going to rewrite the Bible, Steve. I remember when the Lord gave me that prophetic word. I was at Jesse Duplantis's conference, and I had given it before, but that night Jesse just walked up and handed me the mic and said, prophesy. I mean, that took a lot of nerve to hand me yeah. a microphone in front right. of an audience like that and said, say what's on your heart. And the Lord said There's, they're going to rewrite the Bible. And so I, I mean, that was part of the prophecy, and that was the wildest thing. Uh, from what they were talking about. Well, then China, you know, they say China's rewriting the Bible now. But here's the way they're going to do it. Now, everybody needs to hear this, and then I, I think that's what I'm supposed to say. They're going to rewrite the Bible in this way. If you watch AIs on television rewrite these scriptures now, they provide the voice. You can tell it to write you a story, and they this vivid pictures. I mean, like men just. I've never drawn and it's just yeah. captivating telling the story of something, but they li they'll leave something out and they'll leave space out or they'll leave something out or they'll get it out of order. And if they ever start, this is how they're going to do it because all they'd have to do is, is program into an AI. They're what they want the Bible to say. And then tell the AI to write the story, to write it, to uh, uh, rewrite it according to their idea. And the AI will go in. Now, watch this. Whatever it leaves out, whatever order it gets out of, then you pull that back together with those parts missing, and it's a new story. It's a totally different thing. It's a completely new story with enough truth to catch your thinking. 
Yeah, the Dean Buns. They've written to me a note that that they found that clip, Robin. If you want, yeah, show it. Yeah, let's go ahead here. Let's let's run that. Here we go. Are you concerned that Trump might be elected again? Shortly? I I think it's very likely, mm. and if it happens, it is likely to be the kind of like the the death blow to what remains of the global order. And he says it, and he says it openly. Now again, it should be clear that many of these politicians they present a false dichotomy, a false binary vision of the world, as if you have to choose between patriotism and globalism, between being loyal to your nation and being loyal to some kind of, I don't know, global government or whatever. <laughs> I mean, he prophesied it's going to be over. It's, if well, it's, and he even says it's likely, doesn't he? Yeah, he, that's the first thing. It's, it's likely he'll be elected. <laughs> <laughs> and if it is, it's a death blow to all of us, is what he's saying. Yeah, and and then tries as if this is a good idea. This this global order is a good idea. Well, it's not a good idea. No, it's, a, it's from hell in every possible way. Well, now see, this is this is where we are. Collision. Where you can you see where I mean we're right at it. We're 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 gonna we're gonna stand with people say, Well, brother Robin, they may say, Well, what if what if this, what if this, what if this? You know what? I'm gonna stand on the truth. I don't care. I, you know, if if you had to leave this world tomorrow, would you like to leave it on a lie or the truth? No, <laughs> the know? truth, man. I, I, you know, and and it don't take a rocket scientist to figure out what's happened. Yeah. It just don't. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot more we could talk about, Steve, but that's probably enough to make everybody and his uncle mad. I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> that's good. Well, you know, and I, I, I'm going to end it on that just because I don't want to muck up the very ending of what you've just said. Um, but really, really good. And playing that clip as well, calling for that. I'm glad that, thank you team for pulling that up. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, they're, they're really a crack team that they get, they all, I can see them all, all typing their Google or wherever they did that. That was pretty fast work. Uh, well, Robin, do you feel like I just go ahead and blessing the people and pray? I do. I surely will. Lord, I ask you today, Lord God, Mm. I ask you, my father, Yes, Lord. Lord, to let, let the, the knowledge of spiritual authority. Yeah rise up in the spirits of your people. Lord, spiritual authority, that they can take the word, put it in their heart, speak it out of their mouth, and dominate the situations around them, Lord. And arrest the spirits of death that are trying yeah. to push in everything that's not godly. Yeah, Lord God, I ask you to give them the courage and the wisdom to speak to people in high political offices that want to talk about the truth. And ignore those who are who who do not. Lord, I ask you to give your body the courage they've never had before to vote, yes, to speak Lord. about the vote, to speak about the nation that you made covenant with our founding fathers. Yes, Lord. Lord, our founding fathers closed their eyes in death. And Lord, John Adams and Thomas yes. Jefferson both mm. died in the year of Jubilee, 50 years to the day on July the 4th. 
Lord, they closed their eyes believing that this covenant would be upheld. Yes, Lord. And Lord, I ask you now to move in and breathe a new breath of freedom and patriotism and love for your word and life into their, their minds and their hearts. And I give you praise and honor for it. And I pray for the healing of their bodies. Yes, Lord. That they'll be strong in the healing of their minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amazing, Robin. Uh, God bless you. So good. We're going to we'll, we'll let people know we're still working on the final ideas of, of Israel, if it's going to happen. So we'll, we'll let people know. Yeah. We have to decide very, very soon. Oh, and we will. Yeah, we'll decide sure. and then we'll get it. If we if it's a go, we'll get a link up there and people can go for it. So, yeah, uh, it's not a matter of, of if, it's just on the timeline. Where are we moving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. All right, Robin, God bless you. Give our uh, love you. To, your, to the other Robin, Lady Robin. Thank you. And your staff, Krista, and the whole team, John, and everybody. So, couldn't right, do any good. of it without them. Totally understood. Yeah. 100%. All right. Have a great day, everybody. See you again, Robin. And shalom. 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 Oh, shalom. I can't get this. You did it. No, you would do it. I did. I did it. <laughs> hey, thanks. See you. Have a great day, everybody. See you, you later. Too. Bye-bye. Have you ever been curious to follow the year according to the Jewish calendar? Introducing the Elijah Streams, Jerusalem, then and now 16-month Hebrew heritage calendar. Track your year in this Hebraic calendar featuring dates in both the Jewish and Gregorian calendar systems, weekly Torah and holiday readings, messianic prophecies and their fulfillments in the New Testament, beautiful photos of the Holy Land, and Hebrew learning materials made in Israel. Get yours today at ElijahShopper.com. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.